0: You believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters, and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela, and it's so exciting to be with you as always in the architecting community. We are celebrating a really special milestone today. Over on Clubhouse, my co-host of the Architects as Healers, Buildings as Medicine show, Megan Mazzocco, and I are celebrating one year of doing that weekly session where we interview industry leaders who are sharing their work and their insights into how the built environment impacts well-being. You have never had a chance. Come on over to Clubhouse. We do it at 9 a.m. Eastern Time every Monday. If you've never heard of Clubhouse, it is a social audio platform. You don't have to worry about what you look like. You can just listen in and raise your hand and ask questions. So it's kind of like a podcast except interactive, which is really kind of cool. We get amazing questions from our audience. I also put the replays up on my website architectingpodcast.com so you can head over there and listen to some of the episodes as well but please join us live it's way more fun to do that i also wanted to remind you if you have not already go to podcastmagazine.com slash moms and vote for architecting by me, Angela Mazzi, as a top podcast by moms. It's super quick. It won't even take you a minute to do. Totally free, and it would make such a difference to this podcast. It would help us to reach so many more people if we could get a ranking in this podcast magazine May issue. I would so very much appreciate it if you could do that. Tell your friends, vote often. You can vote every 24 hours. So please help us out here. This is truly a labor of love, which is something I am going to talk more about in this episode. And it just really is meant to benefit the creative community, the architecture community, and the more people we can reach, the more that mission can be served. So thanks so much for going to podcastmagazine.com slash moms and voting for architecting. All right, well, today's topic is more than just a job. And as you could hear, I am Just so excited to do this podcast and have the opportunity to work with so many amazing people, either through listening in or through my digital courses or some of the workshops we've done or one on one coaching. I love being on Clubhouse and doing our weekly show there. And it's just such a great opportunity when. The work you do is something you feel so passionate about that it doesn't feel like work. That it is more than a job, more than a career, and it really does feel like a calling. I often talk about it's not a job, it's a vocation, and that's what it means. It means that when you show up, whether it's at your job or through volunteer things or initiatives you're involved with, that you're not coming in with the heavy energy of, I'm so tired, I'm so busy, ugh, I don't like the politics of this job, or ugh, that client can be a challenge to deal with. Which is easy to do because nobody's perfect, no situation is perfect, even the dream projects have a few rain clouds floating through them. But the difference between the person who shows up and collects a paycheck and the person who is the game changer, the world changer, is that they're answering a calling. What they're doing is about so much more than what they're literally doing, and they see the opportunity in every task to align it with a higher purpose. And it's that alignment that makes you open to opportunities, that makes you say yes, that creates the impression indelibly in people's minds that they want to work with you. Not only do they want to work with you, but they want to tell other people to work with you too, because they see that. They see that potential. I want that for all of us because the built environment matters too much. Our work is too important for you to be phoning it in, slogging away, being competent, but not really getting joy out of what you're doing, not really having impact because everybody can do this. Everybody can have impact. Everybody can make a difference. The only thing you have to shift is a mindset that's telling you that's for other people, but not me. So how do we do this? Well, you start by being open to things. So early in my career, I was working at a small startup firm, was not working on particularly great projects. They were gas stations and convenience stores and they were prototypes. So it could have been very easy to say, I want to change jobs, or this is just really not a lot of fun and, you know, architecture sucks. Why did I choose this career? What I had the chance to do instead was help with business development, to get involved in the community. And I started to see that there was so much of a bigger conduit to the work of an architect than just the work you do for clients at your firm. There's such a broader way to have impact by raising your hand and going out into the community. So I had opportunities to do things like serve on the housing commission for the city of Phoenix, which was the sixth largest city in the nation at that time. I had a chance to lead an affordable housing task force, to do community charrettes, to work on new ordinances, that were going to allow for higher density and mixed-use development. And from that, people who were on that task force, who led a program at Arizona State University, invited me to be part of initiatives they were doing, community-based charrettes in partnership with local community development corporations and from that one of those community development corporations invited me to do a workshop with the people in the community that they served on how design can make a neighborhood revitalized rejuvenated safer and from there they asked me to be on their board you could see this chain reaction and this is all before i was even 30 years old just by saying yes to being involved in my community just by bothering to apply to be on the housing and neighborhoods commission just by agreeing to be engaged that enthusiasm people see it it catches fire one thing leads to another leads to another and i could tell you so many more stories throughout my career when I first got my ACHA certification, they have a lunch every year and all of the new certificants are invited to come and I went. And I said to the current president at the time, how can I get involved? And he said, go talk to that guy over there. He leads the education committee and they need help. So I went over and I talked to someone who would become a very good professional friend of mine, Mark Nichols. He said, sure, we'd love to have you get involved. And a few years later, he asked me to be the co-chair, and then I was the chair. And then I was invited to be on the board. And I held a whole bunch of positions on the board, helped to spearhead a lot of different initiatives for the organization. I was president last year, and One of the initiatives that I was really passionate about was putting together a task force saying, what is the future of healthcare and whose future is it? So it was weaving together what you might have thought in the early part of my career had nothing to do with my work today. Actually, it's so relevant because I have such a deep understanding of equity, and social justice as they relate to the built environment. So this task force really focused on those issues. And we shared it with our colleagues at the American College of Healthcare Executives. And they said, come to our Congress, share this with our members. They need to hear this. And that's where I was last week in Chicago on Wednesday. Myself and two other members of the task force gave a presentation to a room full of people, healthcare administrators, and you know what? Most of them didn't understand that all the work that they do could either be supported or made more difficult by the environment, the built world in which they were operating. There were so many light bulbs going off, and that all just started from me volunteering to be of service. In 2009, when I first got certified, being relentlessly committed to the things that I cared about, which is how the built environment makes people's lives better. It led to a task force, which led to an opportunity to share, and who knows where it will go in the future. But there's still one thing that sits kind of heavy on my heart, and that's that everyone doesn't believe that they can do this. They think, you're just good at this. You're good at speaking, or you're not shy. But I didn't start out that way. I started out, as a kid who understood that space felt like something, as a student who wanted to learn how architecture expressed the needs socially, economically, politically, culturally of people who grew to understand the neuroscience behind design, And who was so excited about that, that I wanted to reach out and learn more in any and every way I could. I didn't have any special curator for my career who took me under their wing and just opened doors for me. I found my mentors, but I had to seek them out. And you can do this too. I see so many people passively coming to work every day, waiting for someone else to see them, discover them, and give them these golden opportunities when the heavens will shine down light. But it doesn't work that way. You have to be your own advocate, and that's where I can help you. A lot of people struggle with this because they can't connect the dots. They can't see how raising their hand for one initiative will lead to five other doors opening up. They can't see how something they might have cared about when they were in school is a flashing red light of their purpose and their mission. They can't seem to make sense as their career may have transitioned and their roles on projects and even the types of projects they work on have changed. How underneath it all there is a through line and everything is connected. And that is the whole point of architecting is to be that through line for you. I know my role is to be a space shaman. That is my calling. And part of being that space shaman is not only to help promote wellness in the projects I touch, in the designs I deliver for the patients that my clients serve, but to be an advocate for why everybody needs to be aware of these issues. And from there, to be an advocate for other people in creative careers to understand and value the work you are doing because it is so, so incredibly important. This podcast is here to serve you. It is here to help you do the inside job, to help you connect those dots so that you can be the advocate you need to be so that you can have the impact you need to have in the built world. Because I know that you feel exhausted sometimes. I know your career's probably had some roadblocks. I know there's times when you felt disillusioned, especially in this volatile market where costs are all over the place and projects are getting stripped to nothing. I know that we face a red ocean environment where some want to compete ruthlessly and bring the whole profession down by buying jobs. I know that the politics of working on a team can be challenging for the best of us. I know that we have those moments where we just snap because we've hit our edge. I know we want quality of life and work-life balance. So if you are feeling the burn, but at the same time, you know you were called to have an impactful career, just know that I am here to help you, that I'm not here just put a magnifying glass on your problems but rather to inspire you to do more and be more without the overwhelm and burnout, to leverage what you're already doing, to help you really take that leap forward because you now see the patterns and how they build on one another. I'm here to help you build a network of people who see you And who are up to big things in the world. And who want to help you. But no one can help you if you're invisible. If you can't figure it out. How the different parts of your career go together and make sense. If you need help finding that through line. If you're looking for someone to be your advocate. To lift you up to help you see past the tangle of the busy in your day to help you smooth that out. Just DM me or email me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Podcast, or you can email me Angela at Podcast. I would love to share the different resources I have to help you. I would love to work with you to decide what is best for you as a next step. And I have lots of great free resources. I also have lots of options, everything from a book for $12 to a do-it-yourself-at-your-own-pace digital course, all the way up to private coaching sessions. So there is something for everyone whether you want to start small and just dip your toe in the water and get a better sense of who you really are, what you really want to be doing with your career, or if you'd like me to personally guide you through as your one-on-one coach, I am here for you. I'd love it if you would reach out. I'd love it if you would share what your biggest challenges are. And hey, if I can't help you, I have many colleagues who are coaches. Some of them are industry-specific coaches. Others of them are nutrition coaches, life coaches, executive coaches. I will direct you to the best resources because in the end, I want you to be your best self because only then are you doing work that is going to change the world. Much-needed change. I love you all so much. I am so glad that you are part of this community and listening today. And don't forget to DM or email me if you'd like to learn more about how I can help you with connecting the dots in your career, making sense out of what feels like chaos and moving you forward to something that is way more than a job. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed you can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit ArchitectingPodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.